This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kicking off hour number two of unnecessary roughness on this Friday. Coming up at 2.15, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Talk all the betting lines. Hey, dip into some UFC action with him. Big fight going on. The Italian Stallion. No, it's not the Italian Stallion. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. That's Rocky. I know. But maybe he also has this <laughs> nickname. Because my first thought was like, no, what's his name? His nickname. It's the Italian. I'll look it up right now. I think it's the Italian Stallion. It's not <laughs> Italian Stallion. It's not. It's. Dang it. My bad. No, it's some other kind of Stallion. I forget. And it's going up against uh, the Eraser. I do know it's the Eraser. So I, I like to. I always like to talk about their nicknames, but uh, I, I forgot it. So that's okay. We'll uh, we'll get to it at two fifteen. With Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com at two thirty. Ted Nguyen from the Athletic will join us to talk all things uh, Raiders defense and the film breakdown that he was looking at. He put out a piece on the Athletic about Jonathan Abram that I thought was really good. Talking about playing uh, probably his best game so far in his uh, NFL career, his short NFL career, and I think he just continues to get better and better and more comfortable in that role each and every week. So uh, those are the two guests that we have lined up for this hour do want to hear from you though Raider Nation 702-365-9200 this is Friday man I definitely wanted to let you let it rip I want to hear your keys to the game what do the Raiders need to do to come out with a victory on Sunday very important game in my opinion five and two is on the line Uh, a a two-game winning streak heading into the bye week is on the line coming out of the bye week headed to New York to play the Giants I mean there's there's a lot of good and positive that can happen but you got to take it one step at a time, and it starts with winning this game on Sunday. The Italian dream. Oh, there you go. The Ita- I knew it was the Italian something. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, no, nah, I got I to I gotta get to the bottom of this. Yeah, man, I knew it was the Italian something. So the Italian anyway, dream. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. See, that's why you got my back, man. I appreciate it. I'm you. not going to lie. That sounds way better than the Italian stallion. Well, the Italian stallion is Rockies, like you said. Yeah, so but the Italian dream. Okay. The Italian dream against the eraser. So who do you who do you got? The Italian dreamer or the eraser? Well, I got the guy that came in 30 pounds overweight. Let me get the eraser. You're gonna go with the eraser? Yeah, Wolf. Well, I don't even know if he's gonna get paid, because you know, like that's like the part, like you're not maybe they're gonna take away half his purse. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the Italian dream. Just because I got his nickname wrong at first. But now I got it right. It's the Italian dream against the eraser. So that's good. We'll we'll talk to Lee about about all of that coming up in uh, in just a few minutes. But uh, like I said, Raider Nation, definitely want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 in the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Got a text from Raider Dre in San Jose. Q, are you saying it's too early for us to bring out the Goldberg dolls or replace the Chucky dolls? LOL. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I've seen on Twitter, of course, I've seen a lot of uh, uh, Rich Basaccia. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but he's kind of uh, made up almost in like a Godfather type uh, type role. Yes, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool. I like how so quickly so many folks can just say, "Oh, this is who he looks like," and let's run with it. And so, yeah, I think it's a little too early to bring out the Goldberg dolls, but I do I can appreciate the fact that Raider Nation is really fully embracing Rich Basaccia. Lincoln got a real kick out of it the other day, and then he was telling Goldberg stories on the air because they used to be on the same team. Nah, for the Falcons. That's right. That's yeah. right. Nice. He was, like, he was like a hometown kid, you know, like played at Georgia. Right. 
And I think yeah, I think Lincoln, you got to get telling some stories about that. Nice, that's good. That's good. I think Lincoln's got to get Goldberg on. That's only be right. It's like me getting Dean Kane on. <laughs> Dean Kane, who you had no idea who was who he was. I knew who Dean Kane was. You did not. Yes, well, I don't do. start this again. You you want you you want me to go there? I'll go there. No, don't go there. I'll go there. No, I know who Dean Kane is. Oh, I know you know who he is, but you didn't know that's who I was thinking of the yes, other I day. Did no, know you who didn't. He, yes, I did. We sound like an old damn married couple over here, Ark. <laughs> <laughs> so now you gonna tell me what I know? <laughs> right. I've been doing this for how many years? <laughs> he had how you gonna be in my head? <laughs> he had the Superman and Lois show with, with old girl. But how you gonna tell me what I remember? <laughs> who I know? <laughs> That's what's wrong with you. That's why we always got problems. You always want to tell me what to do. You don't want to listen to Y'all nobody. Y'all want to always got to get in my head. <laughs> you think you know everything. Think you know everything. How come How how come you can't just stay in your head? Why can't you stay on your side of the room? Why you got to try to be in my head too? You know what? Why can't you just let me have it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have it, man. I'll let you have it. I'll also let you know anyone coming to the game on a serious note, anyone coming to the game on Sunday, you got to download that Clear app, man. Make sure you have that Clear app. Make sure you have that Vax card already uploaded. It's so easy to do. It takes five minutes at the most. At the most. I mean, I have family members that drove from the house to the stadium. They were done about halfway there. Doesn't take any time. And I don't suggest doing it that way because that's not the way to do it. You should, if you're thinking about it, do it right now. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you have not done it, do it right now. Just upload that Vax Vaccination card into the Clear app. Download it onto your phone. Boom. And then when you get to the stadium, it's so easy just to go right through. I literally stood there and watched the whole process. You show it to the people at the at the gate. Boom. You're through. Just like that. It's it's like less than two minutes. I mean, it goes by so quickly. Everyone just kind of, boom. They flash their phone. They show it to them, and they're good. They're good to go. Now, anyone who can't use the Clear app for one reason or the other, and there's plenty of reasons why you can't use the Clear app. Maybe uh, it's just not working for you. Maybe your uh, yeah, you, your your uh, vaccination isn't supported by the Clear app. You know, any vaccine other than Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, and Janssen, uh, those those vaccinations, you're going to have to go through the alternate screening. But the alternate screening is really easy. Do it on Saturday, as a matter of fact. That's when you definitely should do it. Get there nice and early, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Lot B, that's on Saturday, and then uh, opens up super early on Sunday at 9 a.m. But why do it on game day? There's no reason to do it on game day. Uh, but go visit the tent in Lot B, north side of the stadium, or Lot J, south side of the stadium, on Sunday, again, at 9 a.m. But I think you should just get it done early. The earlier, the better. The day before, if you can, make sure you make that happen. Uh, it's real simple. You'll get through. I don't think anyone really has any problems. I haven't seen anyone saying this is too difficult. I just haven't. It's just been that easy. Easy money, easy money. So everybody go out there and do it. <laughs> well, that's what, I think that's what they're doing. That's what they're working well, on. Yeah, I mean, but you know, if you're headed here you and you haven't been to the game yet and you haven't been into a leading stadium, you need to make sure you, you get it done. And look, you only have to do it once. That's the other thing. You only have to do it once. You don't have to. You don't have to do it before every game? No, I'm saying you don't have to upload it every game. Oh, okay. it, you, all you have to do is upload it into the clear app once, and then you're, you're good. You're straight. And so it'll be good for the whole season. So then you don't have to worry about it each and every week. So like I said, if, you, if you're going to do it, even if you're going to go to a game later on the season, just do it right now and get it over with. Just get it over with. It's that simple. Uh, let's see. We got a text. Salmon Ash text line 69187. The boxing match between Shakur Stevenson and Jamel Herring is the real big fight this weekend. But you know about that one. Shakur Stevenson, I know that he was um Olympic gold medalist um, from out there in New Jersey. He's a smaller guy, about like in that 130 range. He's supposed to be like the next up-and-coming guy. Okay. 
like like, like in the in those smaller lightweight divisions. Okay, you know our guy uh, Nico Ali Walsh, uh, Ali Walsh, the one that we had on the show. Uh-huh. He's uh, fighting again this weekend. He's he's been doing really well. I, I kind of feel like we're we're part responsible for that. We had him on the show. It's kind of like one our, in, one interview that did it all. I mean, it was one of them. Our other guy that we had on the other day, uh, he won. Remember the one that came out to Fat Joe, the, our guy from uh, Berlanga. Yeah, yeah, he won too. So I think that if you're a fighter and you're on this show, I think you, you success right. just follows you. Here's the next one because they had their first like introductory announcement of their fight press conference. Javante Davis and Rolando Romero. Romero is a local guy. He's a local guy. So maybe well, that's, we who, try, that's what I'm rocking with. Yeah, we should, we should try to get him on too because he's from Vegas and it's one of those. Let's like, go. I'm rocking with Rolando. Me and Rolando, we go back like the Commodores. Yeah, and Javante Davis, he's one of those guys that's like, yo, he's a little all hype. Okay. You got when you got Mayweather in your corner, people just like, oh yeah, he can be the next Mayweather. Oh, he's one, one of the, one of those. One of those. Yeah. All right, well, go on, man. Go on, make it happen. Go on, get Rolando on. I'll reach out to the mutuals. There you, there you go. That's hey, that's a nice humble brag right there. Let him know that hey, you know, Q wants you on the show, so we got to make it happen. All right, you got that? Yeah. All right, and even if it's back to back guests at a time, it's okay. We can deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go to break because we got to get Lee Sterling on. Lee Sterling's coming up next, but before we get to like, do one more text, Raider J in Sacramento, who's been very active. I don't think Raider J is working today. He's just on his Twitter. He's on his Twitter and his text. He said, "There, there goes Demond knowing everything after googling." <laughs> he said, "Demond knows everything. You just got to Google first. Well, Raider J, I say this to you. Answer me this: Isn't that what Google's for? <laughs> 2.11 is the time. When we come back, my guy, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He'll join us to talk all things betting lines. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the sporting lines with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. And it pays off in a touchdown. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It is that time of week. Always get excited. Get to talk to my guy, my buddy, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Does a fantastic job. You can find Lee on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And, Lee, here we are another week. Get to check the betting lines, see how some folks can win some money here this weekend. And there's a lot to win some money on. But uh, we're already into week seven of the NFL season. The Browns picked up a win over the Broncos Thursday night. What were your thoughts on that, man? A backup quarterback, third string running back, and they still found a way to beat the Broncos. Broncos are terrible. (laughs) Broncos are bad. I mean, the head coach is is a defensive guy. Right. And I don't know what it was. I have to add it up how many runs they to, to finish off that game. That was just absolutely pathetic. I mean, not to be able you know a team's running. Right. You know, you got turned out when, when, when they had scored with five seventeen to go in the game, they had two timeouts left. So all they needed to do was stop them. And so I'm just counting the plays right now. <laughs> there was there was ten Ten plays, and they threw the ball two times. Wow. And all you need to do is stop. I mean, he was running for like six, seven, eight, ten yards every single time. Right. It was, I mean, load the box up. Right. Enough. Exactly. I mean, it was pathetic. So uh, they deserve to lose. uh, They're out of it. I mean, they had their shot. They were 3-0, not making in-game adjustments well enough, and... Teddy Bridgewater is okay. They just need more talent around him on offense and a real defense. 
Right, right. So now I think Vic Fangio's seat's getting pretty stinking warm. Again, you mentioned 3-0 start. Now they're on a four-game losing streak. They're showing their true colors, who they really are. And, Lee, uh, one more before we get into uh, today's action. I thought last yeah. night was the light night. I was telling my man, Damon, that, that we had talked about the UNLV and San Jose State game, and you had, you had gone on the side of San Jose State, and he said, well, maybe Lee's wrong. Well, Lee, you were correct. <laughs> San Jose State gets a seven-point victory over UNLV, and the Rebels get denied their first win in the Marcus Arroyo era. They had it. That game was right there for the taking. Yep. I mean, I thought that was the game they were going to take, but uh, that's why you play against UNLV early and often. So, uh rolling in football, uh, baseball playoffs. Uh, <laughs> we're on right now at 10-1-2 run. Nice. And then uh, also in uh, basketball, off to a 2-0 start. Hockey, number one in the world last year, getting hot there again. And then the UFC won four of the last five. So if anyone wants to hop on board, now is the time. How about this? We're, we're having the five-sport combo pack. I know there's a lot of people that listen uh, to your show and like, okay, I even heard from one of them last week. He's like, I'd love to join, but you know, it's just too much. I'm a $20, $30 better. Well, here's a special for anyone. Even if you're betting 20 or $30, all five sports, not two ninety seven or one ninety seven, a hundo, hundred dollars, a hundred dollar bill. You're going to 10 days, all five sports texted to you. We'll send them out usually about 12 noon weekdays, Weekends uh, about eight eight thirty in the morning. You'll be all set, and uh, you're gonna get seventy five to eighty plays. So you're you're probably gonna make your money in one or two days. You got the next eight or nine days for your profit. Just go to ParamountSports.com. Boom, there it is. And I'll tell you this, man, a hundo is that's what I put in the triple double diamond machine, and I always lose. Yeah. But that's what I put in there. So if that's your budget, yeah. triple double diamond hundred dollars, then they should definitely sign up for you because you're going to make them a lot more money than that damn triple double diamond make makes me ever. <laughs> There's a real good chance we do as long as we keep rolling like this. And I mean, what the best time of the year? It, it, right. it, it didn't used to be. It used to be the NBA started off, you know, right around Halloween. And baseball was over. So we got the Equinox. Why not take advantage of it? 100 bucks. Just go to ParamountSports.com. All five sports. 10 days. Probably 75 to 85 selections. Boom. There it is. Well, let's go ahead and get into some selections. Yeah. Some selections right now, man. Excited about the plays. There's a lot of sports going on here in Vegas this weekend. Uh, let's get into some UFC because that is going on in Vegas this yeah. weekend. Uh, Marvin Vittori, the Italian dream, is going up against Paolo, the eraser Costa. Uh, the Italian dream, 17-4-1. The eraser is 13-1. and He's got issues making weight, had issues making weight. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Lee? Break this one down. Give us a line on it. Yeah, so uh, what you have is I like this fight because you can see both fighters fought up against the champion and both lost. But Paul Costa was 13 and 0 going to that fight when he got knocked out in the second round. You could just it was like the air got knocked out of that guy, and instead of coming back and training hard, he was lazy. I think in his mind he has a lot of doubts right now, and he doesn't make weight. It wasn't even close. You're having to fight this. At a higher weight, he's going to have to give back a bunch of his salary he's going to make in this fight because he was lazy and he didn't train hard. So now he's going to go up against Marvin Vittori. And even though Marvin Vittori lost by decision to Israel Adesanya, he never stopped fighting. I mean, he was still landing some bombs there. He had some chances. Was he the better fighter? No. But I think he believes he's going to be champion, and so do I. I'm laying the 170. I think it's going to close close to 200. 
get on the Italian dream, Marvin Vittori. I think he's going to knock out Paulo Costa, the eraser. He's going to race the eraser here within <laughs> two rounds. Uh, I think it's an easy win. Main fight. Main fight of the night. Uh, fight night here uh, in Las Vegas. Let's get on it. Boom. Get on it right there. Great way to get us started right now. We're talking with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. You can find Lee on Twitter at Paramount Sports. This is Unnecessary Roughness right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's get into some NFL action, Lee. How about this one? The New Orleans Saints against the Seattle Seahawks. The Saints are 3-2. and two. The Seahawks are 2-4. and four. Uh, The line on this one is the Saints minus 4.5 versus Seahawks. Uh, thoughts on this one? Break it down for us. Yeah, and, and I think New Orleans is pretty good. Do I think they're great? No. I mean, this line should be like two and a half, three. I think the line is juiced because uh, Seattle lost, and they maybe overvalue Russell Wilson a little bit. I think Russell Wilson's great, but is he worth – I mean, they would be favored here by three, three and a half points. So is he worth seven points? I don't know if he is. So I, I, I thought that uh, the offense moved fine. They were smart. They were down 14 nothing. Stuck with the running game, and uh, they had a chance to win it. Just lost it in overtime here. So New Orleans, I don't think they know what their identity is. Uh, they were, you know, running the ball of over fifty-four percent of the time. Then the last game, uh, they threw it uh, thirty times, only ran it a little over twenty times. So, uh, and, and that hail mary right before the half changed that game. So I think Seattle plus the four and a half points is the right side here. I think the wrong team might be favored. Boom. There you go. All right. Interesting one right there. Interesting New Orleans and Seattle. Uh, really good play. Uh, should be a fantastic game to watch for all the elements and all the reasons that you just mentioned. And, Lee, we got to close things out with the home team, of course. Uh, talking about the Raiders coming off a very emotional uh, week. Last week, they get a victory over the Denver Broncos, who, well, we're seeing the Denver Broncos are not very good. Talked about them already, but... Uh, the Raiders are sitting there four and two, welcoming in the Eagles to Las Vegas. There's going to be a lot of Eagle fans in Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Uh, the Raiders are minus three in this one against the Eagles. Uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah, and and I'm looking at this Eagles team. Their offensive and defensive lines just are not good enough. So Jalen Hurts is going to have to, I think, be on the run and throw on the run and maybe run for his life here. And um, they just can't get it going. They can't run the football, and now. You have a Vegas team that Josh Jacobs is getting close to 100%, and when he's 100%, it opens it up for the passing game. Darren Waller should be more effective. Henry Ruggs hitting on the deep balls uh, should be there. And uh, just I just think that, that by that big win last week that Vegas had over Denver, I think that was a big psychological hurdle that they were able to get over without their coach. Uh, they were out of it the week before here, and, even Philly's defensive backs, they just don't make enough plays in space here. So I think this a I, – I don't know if they're a mediocre team. I call them one of the, the worst teams, one of the worst seven or eight teams. I mean, they're not, you know, Jacksonville bad or <laughs> Miami bad, but right. Philadelphia is right at that next level. And I think Vegas is at least average and, and maybe has a shot at the playoffs here. I, I'm going to lay the three points. I think the line's off. Get it now because it can only probably go up Vegas 31-21. Boom, there it is right there. It sounds like the Raiders could possibly get a comfortable win. It'll be the second one in a row where it won't be heart, heart attack city down to the last second of the game. Well, great stuff, Lee, as always. little UFC action and some NFL action. Uh, it's always great to catch up with you, man. I know we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but uh, if anyone needs to reach out to you, get some more information from you, what do they need to do? Just go to ParamountSports.com. Like I said, we got the, the Equinox. It's the <laughs> five-sport uh, like I said, combo pack. You're going to get 10 days of action. Everything we've got, we text you the plays. 
uh, each and every day. So you want to hop on board just 100 bucks, Cheapest price ever. I think it's the, the biggest and greatest promotion we've ever had. How do you hop on board? ParamountSports.com or call 800-400-9741. There it is right there. And you can expect Lee Sterling with us each and every Friday here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920. Lee, thank you so much for your time, my man. I do appreciate it as always. Enjoy this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, you too. There you go. That's my guy, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Always appreciate when he joins the show. So uh, he's got the Raiders going into the bye week, 5-2 with a victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, nice UFC play as well. And that New Orleans-Seattle game, even though I was poo-pooing on it earlier in the week, all of a sudden it's a little bit more intriguing after talking to Lee Sterling. So definitely appreciate him and his time. Raider Nation, holler at us. Let us know your thoughts. How are you feeling this weekend? Keys to the game. What are your thoughts on the game? How's it going to shake out? 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187. Keyword R-N-R. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Yo, what's up? What's up, Raider Nation? It's your homie Too Short, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920, baby. And welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920-231 is the time. Uh, many thanks to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com who joined us in the last segment. Now we're going to turn our attention to the film game, and we're going to talk to our guy Ted Nguyen from The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at FB underscore Film Analysis. And Ted, thank you so much for your time today. I was reading your piece that you put out on The Athletic about Jonathan Abram, his best day as a pro as Raiders defensive coordinator Gus Bradley opens up the playbook and uh, we were talking about this earlier in the show and I keep saying that I feel like Jonathan Abram each and every week you see him getting a little bit more comfortable a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more comfortable in Gus Bradley's scheme how much have you seen him kind of really embrace this role as being that box safety up in uh, Gus Bradley's scheme now yeah I think most people assume that he'd be a natural fit in this system and and he really has been and uh, you know, at first, I think he was playing a little more cautious, and you know, he still saw some of the big hits, but you didn't really see him uh, make any plays um, or make any huge plays in coverage. But I think this slowly, as he's gotten more comfortable, he's doing things like disguising and baiting quarterbacks, and he kind of put it all together against the Broncos. And um, you know, it wasn't just him playing underneath as a box safety; he was playing some deep zones, some things that he didn't do very well last season in this game uh so it's just an encouraging sign um that you know he's getting more comfortable and um i think he'll continue to improve as he gets more experience you know and ted you do a great job of breaking down film you see a lot of stuff that your average just football fan does not see so on that interception that really sealed the deal for the raiders helped them get that victory on sunday against denver what did you see what exactly did jonathan abram do yeah so he was playing cover three he was playing the curl to flat zone and um they ran a hank concept with a curl and, and a flat, and it was fourth and ten. Um, and Bridgewater tried to pump fake to the flat to get Abram to um, to run up to that or to bait him into running up to the flat. And I think you know maybe last year um, Abram would have bit on that flat and right. would have he ran would have ran full speed there and tried to you know lay a big hit on the guy and it would have left the curl wide open behind him. Uh, but Abram didn't. Instead, he, he took a little bit of a step toward the flat, but he was still in position. You know, maybe he was trying to bait Bridgewater there, uh, but he was in position when Bridgewater tried to throw behind him, picked off the pass, and it was just a really um, good play. And I think it also showed that he was prepared because Bridgewater, Bridgewater has done that in, in on film this season where he pumped fake to the flat before um, going to the curl. So it was just a really nice play to see him uh, complete. 
Where do you think that that maturation comes from? Is that some of the veterans that are on the team? Is that just him growing as a, as a, as a player, just natural maturation? Uh, or is that just, as we mentioned before, when the season, before it even started, that this scheme was going to just be a little bit easier for people to understand? How, how does this growth come about for Jonathan Abram? I think number one is experience. Uh, you know, I just think that he heard the noise last season. He understood that some of his actions cost his team. And, you know, I'm, you know, people try to stay off social media and uh, players try to stay off, but it's hard to drown out all that noise. And when you're hearing, you know, about your, you getting blamed for all these things, I'm sure it starts to seep in his head where, you know, he, he, you know, he, he thought, you know, like I got to stop doing these things and improve. And then I think it's a, it's a combination of experience, being in this scheme, uh, good coaching. I think uh, Ron Miles, the uh, defensive backs coach for, the Raiders does a great job coaching mm-hmm. the scheme up. So it's just a combination of things. But number one, I, I think it's experience. Talking right now with Ted Nguyen from The Athletic on Twitter at FB underscore film analysis. This is Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And Casey Hayward, he's a guy that a lot of folks kind of talked about when uh, he had his last year with the Chargers, didn't think that he had a whole lot left in the tank. He's been playing lights out. Uh, he mentioned before he didn't know that people were saying he, uh, he didn't have anything left in the tank. What have you seen from Casey Hayward, and why has he been playing so well this year? Uh, number one, I just think that he's really comfortable in this scheme, and I just think that he processes processes routes so well, and he knows what route combinations are coming, and he, he's able to anticipate and stay on top of things. Um, you know, if you're looking for coaching tape on how to play cover three, uh, you know, Hayward's that guy, and you know, he had some really nice man coverage reps against uh, the Broncos as well. Uh, he, you know, he did almost give up a touchdown to Corlin Sutton when he was trying to gamble on uh, a slant. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, I thought he, he's been pretty solid. And throughout the whole year, he's been uh, lights out as far as not giving up any explosives. So, um, you know, I thought he was going to be good for this team, but he's he's surpassed my expectations by by a long shot. Yeah, he's playing some really good ball. Of course, you got Nate Hobbs there, the fifth round pick out of Illinois. I think he's been playing some really good ball. And, and matter of fact, let me ask you about Nate Hobbs. He he gave up a couple plays on Sunday, but to me, he's one of those guys, Ted, that he he won't make the same mistake twice. Have you seen him continue to grow each and every week in this scheme? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's a guy that learns from his mistakes, and he, he won't make the same mistake twice. Um, overall, I, I think he's been a really solid tackler. Uh, he, he's been good good in the past game, and he just has good instincts playing in those in those um, zones in the cover three scheme. So uh, it, he's a really nice find for the Raiders, and they really needed a nickel and. Uh, they, they hit on hops for sure. Yeah, it's, it really feels like that. I mean, you saw flashes of him in the in the preseason, but I just think he's playing some good ball, and like I said, doesn't really make the same mistake uh, twice. We're talking with Ted Nguyen right now from The Athletic here on Unnecessary Roughness, and in your piece about Jonathan Abram, uh, you said as uh, Raiders defensive coordinator Gus Bradley opens up the playbook, and, and as I was reading it, you kept mentioning that you know he's going to open up the playbook a little bit more. It's cover three, but he's going to expand on that. So how, how much do you think he opens up the playbook, and how much does he need to open up the playbook? Um, well, I think he's all, he's always going to be a predominantly cover three guy. The Raiders are always going to be a cover three team as long as he's a defensive coordinator. Uh, but he has a good amount of changeups in his playbook. So, you know, he'll, he'll be able to call cover seven or he'll be able to call, call um, man match, you know, poach or um, cover one match. You know, so he'll have those uh, type of coverages to switch things up on, on quarterbacks. So you can't just assume that, 
uh, he'll be in cover three. And then, you know, he's one of the low, uh, I believe the Raiders have either the lowest blitz rate in NFL or second lowest blitz rate in NFL. But whenever he does call a blitz, it does hit home because guys just don't expect it. So, um, yeah, just for him, I think he has a, some good stuff in his playbook that he just calls at the opportune time. Uh, I think against the Broncos, uh, he wanted to challenge Bridgewater to uh, throw the ball deep. So he, he went away from cover three a little bit, uh, and it, it worked. You know, there, there were some opportunities for Bridgewater d- downfield, but he couldn't hit it. And I think that was part of the thinking that came into the game plan, make Bridgewater uncomfortable um doing things that he doesn't want to do. You know, you mentioned that they uh, they don't blitz very often. They don't. And the team that doesn't blitz even less than them is is the Eagles, who they happen to play this week. But how important is in this scheme and, and what with Gus Bradley wants to do, how important is it for that front four to get home? And, and, and they have been getting home, but how important is it that they do that? Yeah, I mean, it's um, everybody talks about the Legion of Boom, and they talk about, you know, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, and those guys. Uh, but the front four for Seattle was extremely good, too. And if you pay attention to the coaches that came out of that coaching tree that tried to bring that Seattle cover three system uh, wherever they went, uh, that system just does not work without uh, a strong front four because if you are playing zone coverage and guys know what you're doing, um, you better be able to get home. And, and the teams that didn't have strong front fours, they ended up being really bad defenses at a team that had strong front fours, which Bradley did ha- have in uh, in San Diego and in L.A. When, when he was with the Chargers. The defense you know, was a top 10 or border top 10 unit. So, um, yeah, just having a front, uh, front four that could play free and play fast and, and rush those quarterbacks into throwing to tight windows that – can be caused by these zones um, is extremely important. You know, Ted, I wanted to ask you about Trayvon Merrick. He's the second-round pick out of TCU. He's playing that free safety role, that Earl Thomas role in that in that uh, Legion of Boom type defense. Uh, he hasn't had big statistical numbers. You know, he hasn't had a lot of interceptions. He got his first one on Sunday. Probably could have had two, but he had one. Uh, but how important is it that he's playing solid enough? How much does that also allow Jonathan Abram to kind of play the role, play that Cam Chancellor role, and play it to a high level with the, the security blanket that is Trayvon Merrick in the back end. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely important. One of the tenets of this defense is not to give up explosive plays. And the Raider, Raiders are, I believe, they're in the top three as far as allowing the least explosive plays, which is a far cry from what they've been in, in the past few years. So, And Merrick, is the, he's the last line of defense. Right. He's lined up really deep. Um, so, you know, that's one of the reasons why you don't see him show up on a stat sheet a ton. Because he's playing really deep, and you know, and that's just part of the design of the defense. They don't want uh, guys to get behind them, and when a run does get through, I, I think he's done a pretty decent job of tapping guys in the open field. And you're, you know, you're starting to see him make more plays on the ball as he's, as he's getting more comfortable. And whenever the, the Raiders blitz, he's asked to match up on receivers and tight ends and that um, that sort of deal. And you know, we, we've seen him make some plays whenever the Raiders blitz as well. So I think as we see him get more comfortable, 
we'll see him get involved and get in the mix a little bit more. But right now, for what he's asked to do, I think he's doing a pretty good job doing it. Talking all things Raiders film breakdown right now with uh, Ted Nguyen from The Athletic here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Before I let you go, Ted, the Eagles are coming to town. Jalen Hurts, he's a, he's a guy that could use his legs. He's uh, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he's a, he's a hell of an athlete. Uh, he's got a strong arm. He's got some weapons out there. How do you expect or what do you think that uh, Gus Bradley's going to kind of, uh, how he's going to attack Jalen Hurts and try to slow him down and, and limit what he gets done offensively? Yeah, I, I think the game plan is just going to be um, it, it's going to be you know pretty much what the, the Raiders do, and they're not going to let Jalen Hurts beat them deep. Um, one thing I found interesting when looking up um, some charting for Jalen Hurts is he really does not throw well to the left. He's a lot more accurate to the right. He doesn't like throwing in the middle of the field, and he's pretty inaccurate throwing to the left. So I wonder how the Raiders could take advantage of that. Maybe they run some D-line games to try to flush them to the left side. Um, but yeah, he, that's one thing to look out for. Um, he just does not look very comfortable when he, when he passes to the left. Nice. I like that nugget. That, again, we, man, every time you're on with us, you always drop one little <laughs> nugget or two nuggets that I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to pay attention to that. So that's the one right there. Uh, Ted, that's great stuff. His piece on The Athletic is Jonathan Abram has his best day as a pro as Raiders defensive coordinator Gus Bradley opens up the playbook. Really good breakdown from Ted. You got anything else coming out on The Athletic, or are you going to wait till after the game? Uh, wait till after the game. Uh, I'm I'm going to take a little bit of a break today and uh, get back to it on on Sunday. All right. Well, hey, great stuff as always, my man. We definitely appreciate it. Your uh, film breakdown is second to none. And, and like I said, we appreciate your time uh, whenever you are able to spare a few minutes for us. No problem. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, Ted Nguyen. Great job. Does it worth the athletic? Check him out. Uh, you can check out his his work. I always love just reading the articles. And anytime I read an article, all of a sudden I get intrigued. I'm like, man, I got to reach out to Ted. Got to get him on. But uh, yeah, Trayvon Merrick, uh, again, I, I've been talking about him quite a bit, talked about him a lot before the season even started. That dude might not have the biggest numbers stat-wise, but he's playing a big role, and this whole defense is playing some really good ball under Gus Bradley, and we got a really good text during that interview on the Salmonash text line at 69187. Where would this defense be without the players that decided to sign with the Raiders because they like Bradley and the system? That's a damn good question. I always like to bring a topic to the table, and I know we're talking about keys to the game. We're talking about what's it going to take for the Raiders to, to, to go to 5-2 and two as they head into their bye week. But Raider Nation, I want you to answer that question. Where would this defense be without the players that decided to sign with the Raiders because they like Bradley in the system? What do you think? What are your thoughts? 702-365-9200, Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword r Great text message and great stuff from Ted. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 247 is the time. A few more minutes left in hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. Don't worry, though. We're one hour long, one hour strong. We got one more to go. I'm excited about that, man. It's been fun today. It's Friday. Taking you into the weekend the right way. Don't forget, on Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Q's kickoff. That's the pregame pregame show. Live from Coors Light Landing, right behind the torch. Give you a little bit of a, you know, 
kind of get you you're warmed up as you're getting ready to get to Legion Stadium and get ready for your tailgate. You can make sure you have us on Raider Nation Radio 920 and listen to listen to the little sounds of, uh, of of game action. You know what I mean? We'll be preparing you for the game, and then we'll pass on the sticks to JT the Brick and Eric Allen. And if you get into the stadium before 11 o'clock or whatever time you get into the stadium, make sure you come by the Coors Light Landon and holler at me, holler at JT, holler at Eric Allen, uh, Damon, uh, Clay Baker will be there, uh, Hondo will probably be there, Vinny will probably be there. I mean, come holler at us all, man. We'll, we'll be there. We'll be holding it down. It's gonna be a long day, and Demond's gonna be out there trying to get a swole along. You're gonna be out there in your uh, in your what do you what size is it? Small. You know what's so small funny? radio Raiders uh, Raiders polo that you have on. You know what's so funny? My buddy Luis, who also does the job, mm-hmm. he like he listens to the show, mm-hmm. and he is offended the way you make fun of our outfits because he's like it's just a polo. He's because like is he, he wear his medium too like you? Hey man, I, I don't know, but he gets a little offended. He's like yo. Why do why you always got to make fun of what we're wearing? I'm not making fun of what you're wearing. I'm making fun of how you're wearing it. Just saying. Man, y'all find the tightest shirt you can find. I asked for a medium. What do you want me to do? I mean, you probably could have got a large. Dog. Your arms are a little bit bigger than that. But you're just trying to max it out. You're just trying to, you're trying to make it look like today is a, a, a max lift day. Might go to the gym before the game. Who knows? I'm sure you will. You know, you'll try to get a little bit of the blood flowing a little bit. You know, they'll you know, they'll try to get the little veins to pop out a little bit. I got you. I know, I know how you, you get down. I ain't mad at you. Excuse me, can you show me where this area's at? Yeah, that'll be that way. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? You see that there? Then you're gonna make a right there and a left here. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, your seat's just right there. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind on this Friday, my man? What's up, Q? Chill it, man. We got Chill Alonzo. got Alonzo Cotton there, man. Yeah. King Kong <laughs> ain't got nothing on him. <laughs> you right. Anyway. You ain't lying. <laughs> Can't wait to meet you guys. I'll be there in three or four weeks. Nice. Anyway, um, what do I expect? More hope. Look, I lived East Coast. I went to college in Maryland, and Eagles Veterans Stadium was a couple hours away. And my dad worked for First National Bank, so there was a, he had the one of the boxes. And I was underage and got really unruly and got thrown in that jail. That place actually exists. But these guys are Raiders West. They're the rowdiest fan base next to us, mm-hmm. the loudest fan base next to us. And you will don't embarrass the nation go in there and out scream these punks best way to do that is just to jump on them immediately do do, do the same thing we did to denver mm-hmm. go along to cliff jr mr <laughs> rugs right just break their back and shut them up because uh they are going to bring it they'll even scream when they're down 15 points they're, they're just that kind of crowd so get up by 20 and just shut them up. Once that's done, it'll be clear sailing. Now, who I, who do I want to get involved? Where's he been? Where's Foster Moreau? That's a perfect team to light Foster up because they're going to be all over Waller trying to stop him. Stick two two tight end sets and, and go to Moreau a few times. I mean, he, he first year he was a touchdown machine, so I'd like to see that. And then just run, run, run. Because these guys suck against the run. Anyway, great show. Raiders! I'm out, boys. Let's go, Nation.
There he goes. Raider Mike, appreciate it, my man. And, uh, yeah, they, they're not very good. Talking about the Eagles, not very good at stopping the run. I think you should see a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs. I think you should see a heavy dose of Kenyon Drake. I really do. But at the same time, I realize you got to, you know, attempt to stay balanced. Uh, I like to go with the the the, ready, the heavy run game. But if you're going to try to get on them early, uh, you might have to you might have to throw the ball around the yard a little bit, and especially uh, with them linebackers, man. If you can target and get Darren Waller lined up on some of them linebackers or get Kenyon Drake out the backfield, that could be a big time advantage. What you got over there? Oh no, I was just thinking about how Josh Jacobs earlier <laughs> this week he said um like he's feeling the healthiest that he's felt in yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's what he said, and he said that he felt fast. That was on Wednesday. He said, I have never felt this fast on such on a Wednesday before or something, or it's been a while since he felt that fast on a Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, it could be a big-time game. You saw the running game get involved. You saw it on Sunday. Can they continue that? That's, that's going to be uh, a major key to the success of the Silver and Black, I do think, coming up on Sunday. Uh, hit up on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R-N-R. Big Dub Raider said, man, Q, that's a good question. Our D might be lost considering the injuries to the linebacking core. We're getting a lot from those Gus disciples. And if you're just tuning in right now, the question that was thrown out there on the on the Salmon Ash text line said, where would this defense be without the players that decided to sign with the Raiders because they like Bradley and the system? So when you ask that question, you're talking about Casey Hayward. You're talking about Unique Ngakwe. Uh, you're talking about Denzel Perryman. I mean, I know the Raiders traded for him, but that was a Gus Bradley move. Also, let's not just forget about the players. I mean, let's not just talk about the players. How about the guys that he brought with them? How about Ron Miles? That's a big deal. How about Richard Smith? That's a big deal. Those guys are, are big-time factors. They're making everyone play better. They're making everyone understand what they're supposed to be doing. The linebacking core is not a weakness anymore. It's funny, as I was doing my podcast last night, I was breaking down uh, the Eagles defense and I was saying one of the keys to the game was expose the linebackers. It felt so good to say that there was a linebacking core that was weak and I was not talking about the Raiders because for the longest, that's been the, that's been the Achilles heel for the Raiders is the linebacking core. There's a reason why they went out and signed Nick Wachowski as a free agent. There's a reason why they went out and signed Corey Littleton as a free agent. There's a reason why they try to make moves and go get guys at that linebacker position because they just haven't had that dude. So now, all of a sudden, their linebacking core is a strength of the team and not a weakness. I mean, that's how fun is that? How nice is that to be able to say, hell, how nice is that to say that their defense is not a... It's not a weakness and that it's a strength. But, man, just if you want to narrow it down, you want to talk about the linebacking core, to know that that's not uh, Achilles' heel of the team, that's a good feeling, man. That they can protect the middle of the field, that you don't have to worry about getting gashed or the run like, oh, my God, they're not going to stop them. Are they lost in coverage? It is a great feeling because we talked about Kwiatkowski last year. He had that. Yeah. I remember so much talk was about Kwiatkowski's got the green dot. He's got the green dot. Yep. Not saying that he's a bad player, but maybe he wasn't fit for that role. And this, you know, he's being okay as just like as a nice reserve. So he's, a, he's a role player. Yeah. With, that's what he was in Chicago when the Raiders got him. He was a guy who came in and filled in when a guy was out and he did a good job, you know, but he just wasn't meant to be the dude. And clearly he wasn't meant to be the dude with the Raiders either, but he's playing a good role. He absolutely is. It's a good point. Uh, here's a good text, and then we'll take a break because we got Mick Akers coming up from the Las Vegas Review Journal. We'll kind of scatter shoot with him. Got a lot of conversation, including going to talk to him about the Eagles. He's an Eagle fan, so we're going to talk to him gotta about ask that. Ask him where he got that plane video from. Gonna <laughs> the plane, the plane. But uh, all day, Raider A sent us a really good text here, and I, and I think this is a kind of a mic drop moment. As many mistakes as Gruden made, we kind of have to remember he did bring Gus Bradley to the team. I mean, he's not wrong. You could you could talk as bad as you want to. You could say what you want. That was a that was a Gruden hire. 
And he and the Raiders weren't the only team that wanted him, but they were the team that got him. And this defense, again, we've talked six weeks now about this defense that's been a strength of the Raiders team. I couldn't tell you the last time I talked for six, seven, eight, nine weeks or a season about a Raiders defense that was a strength of the team. I can't tell you the last time, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to sound rude to the team because someone right now is probably like, oh, man, like remember when Carl Nassim got a little upset that time when, when Hondo asked him about the defense not being on stop? Nobody said, well, thanks. I was on that defense last year. Yo, funniest moment. Funniest it was funny, but it was true. I mean, Hondo wasn't wrong. The defense was bad, and we all know that. That's the reason why Gunther got fired in the season. I was on the defense last year, right? Yeah, appreciate you. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was it was appreciate funny, you. and I and I can appreciate Carl, you know, having that – that, that moment with them, but Hondo wasn't wrong. The defense was an Achilles heel. And everyone said this year, hey, man, if that defense could just be middle of the pack, how many games could the Raiders win? Well, hell, the defense feels like it's better than middle of the pack. So, but don't uh, nobody want to hear about how sorry you was last year. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about last year. Why are you bringing up old stuff? We just had a good win, man. <laughs> so all day, Raider A, thank you so much for that text, man. I do I do appreciate it. I think that was a great point that we all need to remember. And uh, I'll get one more. And all, it's funny. Uh, we get a lot of mailmen that uh, text us. I appreciate that. Uh, we got the mailman Raider hit us up. We would probably see Abram playing linebacker with all the injuries without a pyramid or a right. Um, Muse would still be here and probably be a starter. Oh, that's right. And KJ Wright, another Gus Bradley guy. Thank you, Mailman Raider, for that. And yeah, Tanner Muse might still be there playing. Ain't nobody talking about Tanner Muse right now, right? Nobody. But when remember when he got released? What are you doing? He never even got to get on the field. Ain't not one person sitting here, and, and I'm not talking about you, Mailman Raider, but not one person is sitting here saying, where's Tanner Muse? Hell, what's he doing? Practice squatting it up, baby. There you go. Clearly, they knew what they were doing. Did they, did, did they, you know, waste a pick? Probably. But at least they didn't try to force them on the field. And the guys that they got on the field are getting the job done. Great point, Mailman Raider. All day, Raider A. Thank you so much for your text as well. Do appreciate you. 2.58 is the time. Coming up next, we're going to kick off hour number three of Unnecessary Roughness with Mick Eggers from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.